You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And I am the big O Jerry Ostrowski. She is my sister from another mister. She is Sarah Christine down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I'm out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And as always, it's Wednesday night, 9 Eastern, 8 Central. It's time once again for Lions again here on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. And um, just kind of going to bring to you a wrap-up show today, just a little bit about what we thought about the season, talk about uh, what we expect coming into the offseason and some things about the roster. But you know, Sarah, before I, I, I turn the, the floor to you, I have to say, in the words of the great Robert Earl Keene, uh, the Texas Red Dirt crooner that he is, um, a line from one of his songs, probably his most famous song, the road goes on forever, but the party never ends. And yeah. I don't know if there's a better way to describe <laughs> Bill's Mafia and those that support Buffalo uh. Bill's football. Is it, is it a party though? Is it a party? I don't know. Uh, I think, I think we make it a party for a couple of months and then we, uh, we get knocked back down into reality and then we try to, we try to get back up, you know, come September, but. Yeah. I mean, obviously a very disappointing outcome in the uh, divisional playoff game. Uh, Bills lose by three to the chiefs. We can talk a little bit about that if you want to. Um, Hey, if you're watching on Facebook, you're on X. Uh, the app formerly known as Twitter, hop on over to Facebook or not Facebook, but hop on over to YouTube and uh, jump on in the comments and uh, let us know what you're thinking. We've got people over there already, as always. Richard Rush, a huge supporter of the show. Let's talk. Exactly. So hop on over, jump in the comments. I don't know how long today's show is going to go. We'll see, but you know, I know you had a uh, you had surgery. <laughs> uh, you you had surgery last couple weeks, you know, last week, and I yeah. was sick for two weeks in a row. I had no voice. Um, most of you that know me could, could probably tell I'm still struggling a little bit. Um, so I had laryngitis for like two weeks straight. Um, everybody at the bills uh, at the tailgates were cracking up laughing at me because uh, you know, the more whiskey I drank by the end, I kind of had a little bit of a voice, but uh. But no, coming in there in the um, each day, it was uh, definitely funny. You know, they were like, let me get you a piece of paper to write everything down because no one understood me. So and for someone who likes to talk a lot, it was definitely a difficult uh, two weeks. But I'm getting there a uh, little by little getting back. Um, so uh, how are you feeling with your your surgery? Well, for those that don't know, I had my second knee replaced on Wednesday of last week. Today was one week post-op and um it's been good. Um, it's a much different experience than last time, a much better experience than last time. And um, this knee 
probably um, at first, maybe we thought it'd be a little more difficult because I did have a plate in there from 20 plus years ago when I broke my leg in the preseason against the Eagles. Um, but they were able to take the plate out with no issues, put the knee uh, replacement in and uh, get me sewed up. And other than a bunch of uh, bleeding the night I was in the hospital, just, you know, those, those Turning into holes. the bionic man. <laughs> exactly. So I, I hope I run as fast as a bionic man, believe me. But, you know, I, I expect to have a great outcome just like my other one. And, uh, you right. know, 53 and new treads on the tires and things will be good. But I told hey, you, you'd be, you're you going to be blocking for, for Josh this coming season. I, 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 I really like sitting in the living room. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be honest with you because I was going to ask you. I know we want to get into some other stuff and we'll talk a little bit about the game. And the fact I'm more uh, interested in just how. How was the tailgate scene? How was the pregame scene? I know the stadium was clear. Were they able to get the surrounding, you know, private lots and those things yeah. cleared out? Was it was there an issue really? Was it was it hard to get in and out? Um, how was the Pittsburgh, how was that experience? The, the Pittsburgh game was a lot worse. Um, and that was the the game that was pushed the day um to to have it Monday night. Um, that was to me a lot worse than um than the game against uh, Kansas City. Um, to be honest with you what the fans did that came in that was paid the $20 an hour, um, whatever it was for them to come out and, um, and, uh, shovel the, the stands. I mean, the stands were ridiculously clear. I mean, um, it was right. just such a good job and a uh, shout out to my friend, Andrew, if he is listening to this for going to my seat specifically and making sure it was clear right. in this, I was the only two seats in the row that were actually cleared off my, uh, the whole row of the, the ground was cleared off, but my seats were cleared off too. So thank you. Shout out to Andrew. <laughs> B- Bougie Sarah uh, showed up for the hey, divisional game. You know, no, I, I, you, it, I, it, it gets bad when, especially I, when um, the, the Pittsburgh game, we were standing on, you know, like uh, almost two yeah, feet. No, yeah. it was, you know like you would jump up to and then like you would like break an you know break an ankle at the same time it was right it was it was terrible so i'm glad well, that i was there. highly concerned and i don't know how you did it because you're always you're down on the first or second row I'm first but row, the people yeah. the people basically getting on the steps and just riding the slope oh. you know not even walking down just no on and their it, butt was, and it was like down. that yeah it was like that for us to um getting down to the first row so um, I'm first row right behind the bench. So there's 42 rows in that, in that aisle or in that section. Um, so I have to go up, you know, 41 rows and, um, it was pretty much like, it would have been better to sit down and just slide the whole way down. Um, Bill's mafia, you know how we are though. Everyone's putting their arms out. So you're holding on to, cause there's no railings either. So, right. you know, everyone's putting their arms out to, to hold you the whole time. Um, you know, the woman in front of me, she must have at one point, um, cause we did go up for halftime, um, for the Pittsburgh game, uh, just because I was so cold and I needed, uh, to thaw out. Um, she fell three times on her way down. <laughs> no, I mean, three that's times. not a, that's but, not funny. And well, she was laughing her ass off because she was drunk. So right. she was wearing her, her liquor by the end. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I busted my butt on the way down. Um, but there was so much snow, you didn't feel it. So right. uh, the first time down, I, I realized what not to do. So the second right. time down, I was a lot better. But yeah, it's it's scary. Um, I, I I don't understand, to be honest with you, why. Um, and, and we'll get into the game a little bit in a second. But 
I don't understand why they don't just get um, a couple of snowblowers that fit down the um, the aisles and they're able to just kind of right. walk walk around and snowblow down to the next, down to the next, down to the, and just keep on doing it. And then right. once it all gets on the field, they're, they're hauling it out. I know it might take a little bit longer, but it would get the snow out of there quicker. Um, you know, or I joked, you know, walk around with the flamethrowers and melt all the shit and melt the well, See, shit. I actually, I actually agree with that. And I apologize if I seem a little bit far away from the camera, but I got to keep my leg kind of straight. So um, I'm a little bit further away. So I'll lean forward sometimes, but no, I agree with you. I know that Minnesota has those snow blowers or had them. Um, they showed them. I think it was Minnesota. They showed them. Minnesota Maybe they were talking. About, yeah, but they were talking about the, it was the Gophers, not oh. not the, ah, it was the actual. It was yeah, Green team. Bay has them. Um, Green, that's it. Green Bay has them. That's it. Green they Bay showed has a lot them. of pictures of that. So, but yeah. um, I don't understand the people that were complaining that they were paying twenty bucks an hour for people to come in and and clear seats. I mean, some it's people. Called- yeah, some people think twenty dollars an hour is decent, especially if you're you know you're it's, um, it's, you know eighteen to twenty two and in college and stuff. Other people just looked at it as like, hey, it's a good time. I get to go hang out with other Bills fans and, and have fun. But I get it. Manual labor is uh it, it, it's it's a lot of manual labor. And you're taking the risk of driving into the stadium in that, you know, in the snow and stuff. So I can see why some people want to do it. I know at my age, I like I, I'm yeah, not like, saying I why go, they wouldn't do it. I, I never, would go I and would, have fun. But. I wasn't questioning Sarah why they why they would to, do it. I mean, it's their choice to do it whether they want to or not. My problem was why people were complaining that the bills were having people come in and shovel. Yeah, and well, it's just it's part of it. It's been going on yeah. since I played. Back when I played, and it was if, only ten bucks an if hour. If you figure it out, if it's twenty bucks an hour, how many people they're paying over how many hours they're paying. It's over a hundred and something thousand dollars right. for the, um to shovel out that stadium. Right. So it's absolutely ridiculous. That's why I'm like, why not just buy, you know, a, a couple dozen snowblowers and right. have your facilities team do it. Like, I just don't get it. So maybe there's more to it that I don't understand. Um, but I think it's kind of crazy that they, you know, that they don't, but um, the game on the other hand, um, you know, I will say I, I kind of, and, and I think um, I watched a few minutes of um, hump day today before I had to get ready for this show. Um, but I think Jay Spence said it kind of perfectly kind of numb to it. Um, it. We've been doing this for, you know, five years now, like kind of numb to it. Um, so I, I didn't react the same way as I, I normally do. Um, but it kind of just like after 13 seconds, I, haven't watched the game. I have no interest in watching rewatching the game um, right now. I'll, I'll get there, but um, you know, usually I drag it out. This year, you know, I started uh, packing up a few of my things and um, you know, rearranging a few things. So I don't have. I'm not literally drowning in bill stuff all day every day. Um, yeah, it's just I I feel a little numb to. Um, losing kind of the same way every year. And I hate to say it, but it's been our defensive, you know, it's been our defense's fault um, in the, you know, and special teams uh, in our, in our playoffs. So, um, you know, looking forward to trying to figure it out because, uh, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not discounting what happened on offense because um, I think Josh was, was as good as he could be. Um, I don't think he had anyone else 
on the same level uh, supporting him. So I have been critical of Josh throughout the season um, when it's needed. Um, Stefan Diggs is my favorite player on the, the Buffalo Bills. Um, I don't know if I've said that enough. Um, he is my absolute favorite player on the team. Maybe that's why I defend him and his, you know, antics and comments and stuff like that all the time. Um, you got to catch those balls. You, you got to, you know, you're the number one wide receiver. You can't have balls thrown to you and have them literally right in your hand and dropping that stuff on, you know, a divisional playoff game. So, you know, I don't want to get too much into um, it. I mean, I'd like, you, you know, to hear what your thoughts are. I know we both had a couple of, you know, a couple of weeks to, to kind of simmer down, which is good because you didn't want to hear from me the day after. <laughs> Well, you knew, Sarah, that as soon as the game was over, there that there was going to be a crowd that blamed Sean McDermott. And it was McDermott's fault and McDermott needs to go. Um, Sean McDermott did not lose that game for him. Then you were going to get the crowd that, you know, it was Josh's fault. Josh didn't play well enough. Josh should have hit more open receivers. Josh should have whatever. If you watch that, if, if you were a person that said the reason the Bills lost that game was because of Josh Allen, you didn't watch the game. Okay, Josh didn't lose that game. The reason the Bills lost the football game is they could not stop the run against the Chiefs. Um, When Patrick Mahomes throws the ball only 23 times in a game, um, that's an issue, and it's a problem. And the Chiefs were able to run at will. And I think my biggest thing, because I always go back to this, and I know a lot of people don't want to hear it because the game has changed nowadays, the way we support teams. Um, everybody had a favorite player back then, but the, the fervor and the obsession with individual players nowadays, it's much different than it was back in the day. Like for instance, the Josh Allen fans, it's never his fault. You know, dig, you know, dig all that stuff. The fact of the matter is this. And when I look at the bills roster and I look at the chiefs, the chiefs and what I'm about to say does not mean that I don't love who the Bills have, but this is the cold fact and the cold reality of it. The Chiefs have the best quarterback in football. They have the best head coach in football. They have the best tight end in football. They've got two pro bowlers on their offensive line. They got one of the best, if not the best young running back in the league. Um, mm. And they have a defense. Well, you can do all you want, but Pacheco doesn't drop balls and easy touchdowns and fumble the ball. I don't think he's um, the me, best or one look. of the best young. I just I disagree with you there, but go ahead. That's fine. They're going to the Super Bowl. Um, and then you that look at their defense. That doesn't, that doesn't support your, your claim. <laughs> it doesn't? No, that he's one of the, that he's the best young running back. He's one of the best, if not the best young running back in football. That's your opinion. You don't have to agree with it. That's the way I feel about it. Their defense played lights out all year. Some of the best players in the league like Chris Jones. Okay. When you look at the Chiefs, they found a way to get through a tough stretch and tough times with with receivers that weren't playing well, just like we did. And at the end, they were able to get one, one guy, Rice, to develop to where he was able to take some pressure off on third down from Mahomes and make completions and do all that. Right now, the Chiefs are just a better franchise. I don't know if I say better franchise, but a better football team than we are. Um, You know, we're in offsides from losing against them twice this year. But one thing I will say is this. 
I cannot respect them. Okay. They can win 10 Super Bowls. They can win more Super Bowls than the Patriots. They can do whatever. I can't respect the Chiefs. The way they behave, the way they piss, bitch, and moan, the way they cry. If you are a dude, be a dude. Okay. You shouldn't have to, to whine and complain. It's like the, the 90s and the early 2000s when the Cowboys were on their stretch. The Patriots teams, you can say what you want about Tom Brady. I didn't like him either, but he was a dog. And they went out there and they beat you, and then they got in the team bus and they backed the bus over you on the way out. And the Chiefs are not that way. And that's my thing about them that I will never respect until they change that aspect of who they are. But when you look at that game, I just really believe, I mean, yeah, Bass, you should know the wind directions. You should know what's going on. Christie always had an advantage in, in that stadium because he understood the wind, understood the, the wind of it. But um, you got to stop the run. All that, yeah, I don't even think it was you stop the run. all that windy in my, in my opinion. Um, I, I'll agree they have the best quarterback in the league. I don't think the gap that a lot of people are starting to say that um, there's a huge gap between him and, and Josh. I don't agree with I didn't that. Say that I didn't say no, that. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm saying on on Twitter the 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 narrative is there. It's it's you know uh, uh, Mahomes and then you know dot 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 and then you know everyone else type thing. Um, I think it's I think Mahomes is the the best quarterback in the league. I think. Josh is the second best quarterback in the league. And I guess I'm putting him right now, um, you know, in that second, that second uh, category burrow to me is right there as well, but there's still a, but he has been injured two yeah, of his not, four season yeah. and, you know, avail, you know, your, your, your best uh, uh, abilities, your availability. And I haven't been able to see that to be able to um, c- have him consistently be considered the the you know the second best quarterback in in the NFL. He also has the best wide receiver room in the NFL with um three great wide receivers um from wide receiver one two and three. So and he's got a thousand yard you know rushing um running back. So um you know I love Burrow whatnot, but I would not put him. I, I wouldn't bump him up yet. Um regarding the the Chiefs though the rest of the Chiefs um. I'm going to say, you know, you're right about Andy Reid. Um, I've said that as well. I think he's the best coach in the NFL. I think the two best coaches in the NFL are in the Super Bowl right now. Um, and, you know, Travis Kelsey um, is, you know, the the best. Uh, he might be the douchiest tight end, but he is the best tight end in uh, the NFL as well. Um, the rest of what you said, though, I have a little bit of an issue with. I don't think the best team won. Um, team one, um, against, you know, the chiefs and the bills. Um, I honestly think our offense when it's working, um, is better than their offense, uh, this, this season, um, their defense stepped up and our defense couldn't. And that was the, the problem. Um, I honestly believe if we played the same Ravens team, uh, we would have destroyed them. Um, the same, um, all things equal, all things equal and how they played that game, how Lamar played that game, we would have destroyed them. Um, so I, I don't think that the chiefs were the better team. I think that they played the better game. Um, and unfortunately that's why it's any given Sunday. 
um, in you know the NFL. It's not best of three games or best of five games or best of seven games. Unfortunately, it is the one and done. And uh, if you you don't win the game, you're out. Um, so it's whoever the best team is that that shows up in that game. That's why, in my opinion, not the best the the best team doesn't always win the Super Bowl every year. It is the team that showed up when it needed to, and sometimes the luckier team um, wins the Super Bowl uh, or get, at least gets to go to the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, I'm I'm ready to to close the book on 2023. I will tell you, um, it's hard because when you know when we were six and six, I was just like, you know, let's let's just get over this season and you know let's start thinking about next. And then we went on the freaking win streak and you, you know, puts your hopes up and, and gets y'all ready to, you know, to, to envision uh, the postseason and a Super Bowl. And, um, we have, you know, a lot to look forward to next season, but we also have a lot of question marks for next season. So we talked about it a little bit uh, earlier today. I'm going to put it up. Um, we have 22 players entering free agency. Um, some of them are, are pretty big names. Uh, obviously, Gabe Davis, uh, Micah Hyde will probably retire, in my opinion. Uh, Daquan Jones, um, AJ Epinesa, I think, is also a big one. A lot of these were, you know, the one-year, um, you know, deals. Uh, Dotson's going to be um, a, a free agent, Taylor Rep. We have a lot of free agents that um, – were significant and whether or not they were a depth piece um, or a starter, they were significant to the, the bills this season. And we were in pretty much cap hell. So um, I know if you have turned on Twitter or, you know, any type of um, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, you're hearing 50 people try to explain the salary cap and, um, and kind of, you know, break it down. Uh, if someone decides to go and take the top, eight, nine, 10, uh, contracts and restructure them all. And that's what they're, they're doing, um, to, to get us out of cap help. Please tell them to not do that ever again. Um, I've seen a couple, um, I do not see us restructuring, uh, certain people like Von Miller. Um, I think that, um, we would, in order to restructure him, it's going to put us in cap hell even more down the road. Um, we can kind of get out from his contract next year without being, hit too hard. Um, so I don't see us restructuring him. We will restructure Josh 1000%. And that'll be about if we, if we restructure him all the way down to, um, to the, the league minimum, then it'll be about 23 million that we would save there. Um, and I do believe we are going to restructure Stefan Diggs and he will be here, um, for another season, possibly two. Um, if we restructure him, I feel like he'll definitely be here for two. Um, that might make some people happy. It might make some people mad. The alternative um, to to cut him is ridiculous. I uh, I don't think you're going to trade him um, to get anything of of sub you know of any type of substance or anything at this point at his age. Um, you know, but everyone's like, yeah, but if you do a post June first uh, release, then it you know it gets pushed to next year it does get pushed to next year, but I don't, and, and we do save a significant amount of money this year. I don't think it offsets enough. I really don't. Um, it's still too much money to, um, to lose. Uh, 
so the people saying that we're going to cut Vaughn or cut Steph, I, I would never say never, but I don't see it happening. So um, kind of what, you know, I just wanted to, to go over is how important this offseason is going to be. We do have a lot of room to, to make um, some maneuvers. And before we enter free agency, we'll get more into like real depth um, about, you know, numbers and, you know, what we can do. Um, but personally, I see us, you know, extending uh, Deanne Dawkins. I hope we extend um, Russell Douglas. I, I think we will. Granted, you guys, 28, 29 years old. I think he's 28. Um, but he still has, I'm sure, at least a couple of good years left. So he has one more year on um, on the contract. I think we might give him another year or two. Um, and extend him. Um, and then uh, Taryn, he, you know, Johnson, he not only deserves a raise, um, I think he's going to get one. Um, so I think we'll extend him, give him a little bit of a bump, but at the same respect, we save money this year because we can kind of prorate it out as a, a signing bonus. Um, I think the things that are going to make people unhappy, um, I don't think we'll re-sign people like Tyler Medikovic. I, I don't see it happening. We're not going to spend um, that elite amount of money on uh, on pretty much special teams, you know, players. Um, but Mitch Morris might also be a cut candidate. Um, I don't think you're going to replace him for the amount of money that we would save. Um or it's going to cost the same amount. So why not keep somebody that's already in the system? Um, but I do think that they could look at it as, uh, you know, trying to renegotiate his his contract. Um, Hines is another one that I think we could probably renegoti renegotiate his contract. It'll either be him or Hardy, um, where we kind of, you know, take a look at their contracts and, and try to save some money there. Um, it's about the same amount of money for both if we, you know, renegotiate their contracts. Um, I don't see the need of keeping both players on the, the team if most of them are going to be, if you know, they're going to be solely for um, special teams. Uh, but that, you know, good three, four million dollars we can save um, there by, you know, kind of uh, asking one or both of them to take a pay cut. I'm going to say one of them and then the other one's going to get released. Um, again, I don't see keeping both. But with all that being said, I know it's all very long-winded. Um, even though we're about $51 million over the cap right now, I think with some restructures, some um, extensions, and some pay cut candidates or releases, um, we can definitely you know, move into the positive um, where we'll have about $30 million-ish to spend. Um, and that's if we still – that's if we restructure uh, – Steph at Oliver and Connor McGovern. Um, if we don't restructure all three of them, I'm, we're definitely restructuring, restructuring Allen. That that's a giving, give me. But if we don't restructure Steph at or Connor, then it will go down in the availability of money that we have a little bit. But um, I kind of see that all happening. So um, if anyone has questions that they want to ask, they can always shoot me a, a question, you know, question on Twitter. Or, um, I am, Always looking at the salary cap. I'm always looking at what we're doing, um, availability of what money we have, ideas of, you know, how to get above and, um, and you know, get the most without handicapping us completely for the rest of the, the year. Um, so 
you know, anyone can reach out, ask questions. If you have any questions now, go ahead. Um, but I kind of wanted to start the the off season with um, just kind of bringing this up. Um, I did tweet out the other day what it would mean for us to to cut Stefan Diggs. So, um, or you know, the every because everyone's you know moving move on from Steph to cut Steph and to trade Steph. It's literally going to cost us the same amount of money, which is uh, thirty one million dollars, I believe it is, um, off the top of my head. Um, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of dead money. Um, so again, if, uh, when we get closer in a free agency, I'll do the, the, you know, geeky, uh, salary cap one one um, for those people who don't know and want, you know, kind of want to know a little bit more about it. Um, we, we can definitely dive into it, but reach out if anyone has any questions or anything and they don't want to ask on the timeline, just go ahead and DM me. It's all right. You know, the, the thing that's interesting about this list of players, um, other than Daquan Jones, do you get upset if any of them don't come back? Um, I, I want AJ to come back. Um, I don't think that we'll be able to afford him. Um, I think what I think he's going to get, you know, probably four to five million dollars a year, um, you know, for, you know, probably four years somewhere else. Um, but he'll get more guaranteed money than we're, you know, probably willing to, to offer. Um, so, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that there's going to be a team that has, you know, 50, 60, $70 million, um, that is like, oh, well, if we offer an extra million or two, um, you know, we can, we're, we'll definitely get him, and the bills won't be able to resign him. I think the most you're going to see on any contract and it might be one contract is we offer someone eight to $9 million. Um, that's, we're not going to be making these $17 million, you know? So everybody that's talking about going out and getting, you know, T Higgins and, you know, like, I don't see, <laughs> I don't see it happening. Um, so, uh, you know, just kind of throwing it out there um, that, you know, we, we only have about 41 players under contract. Um, and I think we have 16 as a future reserve right now. Um, so, you know, we got a lot more players that granted, we only, we only count until, um, from the league, the, the, the day, the year, the league year starts was, which is in March. I think it's March 17th ish, um, this year, um, through the cut down day. Um, we only count the top 51, uh, contracts and that's what has to be underneath the um the uh the salary cap so when you add in um the the draft and we have 10 draft picks uh so you know you got to add in probably two three million dollars for for our draft picks you still got to factor in for practice squad um you got to leave you know some room for that um at this point in time uh you know we're gonna be doing a lot of those 1.7 million dollar specials that we did last year um it's gonna be a lot of that Again, so we're going to, you know, be finding those older players that everyone hates that we keep on, you know, we feel like we just keep on getting older instead of younger. Um, but then we hope that we're going to really hit on this draft. Um, we're going to need to. Uh, the one good thing is these players are going to actually probably be able to make the team this year. Usually we have, you know, six, six, seven players that we we draft and you know four or five of them make the team because the other two three aren't just aren't there because of the 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 veterans that we already have on the team this year it's going to be a little easier to to make the team as a as a rookie um 
And, you know, hopefully McDermott decides to uh, look at these rookies and put them out there, you know, have them play. I know um, we saw some, you know, some struggles throughout the year. Uh, Dorian Williams had some struggles in the beginning and then a little bit again towards the end. Um, we definitely saw um, some struggles with Osiris, um, you know, throughout the year. He kind of hit that you know, that rookie wall. Um, say, I, you know, I hate to say it, but I think the the same thing, um, you know, ha- has happened with a lot of our rookies, um, and it happens every, you know, kind of every year. Um, but we're going to need them to step up next year, and that's that's one thing that I have to say for teams like Kansas City. LA Rams drafted crazy this year. Um, so, you know, we got to be able to, uh, to capitalize on, on these draft picks because we are not going out and making those, you know, 17, 18, $19 million splash plays. Definitely not 20 plus. Um, Cause we only will have about 30 million, like I said, and that's if we do literally every, everything I have written down, if we do all of it, then, uh, we can probably, you know, make about, we could probably have about 30 million. So, you know, the one thing, you know, you look at defensive ends and, and say you don't go ahead and, and AJ Epinesa goes elsewhere. I don't think that, I think they would have a good chance of bringing Shaq back if they wanted to for a depth role. They might be able to get Leonard to come back for a depth role just because of age and those types of things. I still so, think he's going to acquire too much. Um, I'll be honest. Um, he said he wants to follow the money, and I get it. At you know, thirty-one uh, by the time next season starts, I think he'll be thirty-two. Um, I can see him wanting to follow the money, uh, but maybe he's willing to do a little bit less and then hit, hit those incentives again. You know, we gave him the million-dollar ten-sack incentive, the then another million if he hit twelve sacks and. So maybe, you know, if we give him another, you know, sack incentive and um, kind of something he hasn't been able to hit, see if he hits it. And then, you know, then we're on the hook for it. But then it doesn't count for the when you have incentives, if it's something that they um, normally hit, then it's um, counted against the cap. If it's something that they haven't hit yet, um, then it's not the the incentive does not count against the cap um, until, you know, after the season. So. you know, but a lot of them don't, don't hit that, you know, don't hit those um, incentives anyways. So I think that he's going to, if he's going to acquire eight, $9 million, I don't think we, we, you know, resign him. When you have situations like this, Sarah, and a, a lot of times what ends up happening is the bills are not going to make strong um, offers to most of these guys early. Uh, when you're cap strapped, you're trying to get contracts as cheap as you can you can get them. Why negotiate against yourself? Let another franchise set the set the price tag. So, if you know somebody else wants to to offer some you know offer a contract, let them offer the contract and see if it's something you can counter. Mm-hmm. If it's not something you can counter, then you move on. You say, okay, we can't do that, but we can do this. Yeah, I think that's exactly what we'll do with um with both Floyd and AJ Epinesa. We'll say this is what we're going to offer, what we can offer you, um, go explore free agency. Um, and then, you know, give us a, you know, give us a chance, uh, to, to still be in the back of your mind. Um, if you know, they don't offer you what you think they're going to offer you. And I think that's kind of how we played it with Jordan Poyer last year. Um, and I think that, you know, he thought he was going to be able to sign somewhere for a lot more and 
he didn't get those offers that um that you know he thought he was going to get um and reality you know did he did he even play up to the the amount of money he got um it <clears throat> i think his presence out there is worth more than sometimes his play so um you know uh he's going to be making i think like like $8 million next year or something. I'm trying to look at my thing. So it's, it's a lot of money there too. Um, he might be another person that we talk to and say, Hey, you know, would you be looking into taking a pay cut? Um, there's going to be a lot of those hard, hard conversations. Um, Sam Martin, you know, whether or not he's going to be on the team next year um, is another question too. Uh, we paid him kind of the higher end for, um, for punters. And, um, I don't know if he performed as much as we would all have wanted him to, uh, this season. I'm kind of looking who else. Um, yeah. So if we release uh, Jordan Poyer, it's a $5.7 million savings. Um, so I feel like, you know, the, you know, dead cap is I think 2.8 million or something like that. So I think that we'll just try to talk to him and taking a, a pay cut. We could save, um, you know, probably anywhere for like from, uh, two to 4 million ish. Um, if he's willing to, to take a little bit of a pay cut and then guarantee, you know, just guarantee the money to injury and everything else. Um, same thing with Trey white. Um, a lot of people are talking about, you know, whether or not they're going to cut Trey white. Um, so, oh, I, I just looked at the comments. I didn't realize, uh, that Spence uh, put uh, in my asking if Jordan is overpaid. Um, I won't, I'm not going to get into that right now. Uh, Trey white. So he right now um, is going to cost about $16 million against the cap. So if we were to cut him, we still are paying $10 million in dead money. Um, so a lot of people are talking about, you know, but that's $6 million in savings. Who are you going to go out? That's going to uh, impact the team the way that, Trey White possibly could impact the team for six million dollars. So I think we keep him on the team and, and kind of ask to, to renegotiate his salary as well um, and try to save some money there. Uh, you know, maybe give him something as a guarantee um, or put it back as um, uh, game day um, bonuses. So, you know, if you're actually out in the field, you'll you'll make all that money back, um, which is what I think we should do for a, a couple of the players, you know, the. Um, especially the ones that have been injured a lot lately, but he's missed, you know, two seasons from, from injury. And I hate to say that, you know, especially because they're, they've been terrible injuries, but uh, we might want to do that in order to try to save some money there too. Um, off this list. Uh, I'd love to have Daquan back. I'd love to have two of the three, either Leonard, um, either Leonard um, Shaq or AJ, two of those three. If this is my Shaq, will get list. back for the million dollars the, for the league minimum. So I, I Shaq will be back. I don't have a, any unless they don't want him back. I think Shaq will be back. So two of those three, I'd like to have come back. Obviously, um, Terrell Dodson. Um, I think he's proved himself. Yep. Uh, it'd be nice to have him come back. But again, here's what you're. Here's what you know. And you talked about it with with. Um, Milano coming back, are you going to pay starting linebacker money to a backup, right? So that's where that issue, you know, yeah, I don't there's think an issue Dotson's, 
I don't, I don't know if Dodson tr- like went and played the field, um, you know, played free agency. If he's going to get starting linebacker money, I think that he's still a backup in this league. Um, so I, you know, I think that I think we'll be able to resign him, um, for a decent, you know, for a fair amount. Um, I don't, I don't know about Dane Jackson or AJ Epinesa. I think those are the two that I think are going to probably get a little bit more money than we would be willing to pay. Um, so, you know, we'll see how that works out. Jordan Phillips, if we want him back, um, again, I think it'll be league minimum. Um, you know, Taylor Rapp, I don't think he panned out to be what we all thought he was going to be. I think we all thought he was going to replace, you know, either Micah or, you know, or, um, or Jordan and, um, kind of be the, the little bit younger of the, uh, you know, the bunch to, to really step up. He had moments, but, um, I don't know if he was, you know, necessarily what we we thought he was going to be. Um, I'd like to bring back Ty Johnson. Um, the only thing is, you know, I don't want to spend overspend on him because I think that we can find someone who's also going to be, you know, be able to contribute in the in the draft, um, you know, even in a late round. So I don't want to overspend on on a backup. Um, but, you know, I'd like to have him back. He uh, he definitely impressed me this year at at times he also was quiet at times but um tim settle i think is going to move on um puna i don't think he was a healthy scratch for most of the, the season um so i think he'll move on um yeah i mean it's gonna like i said we, we got a lot of work to do we're gonna have to rebuild this roster um and it's gonna be a lot of those one-year deals that we all hate uh, to see, but we're going to have to rebuild the, the roster. Um, I would like to have Rat back. I think he would uh, definitely give us depth needed as well as a possible starter with. You might the... have to start if Micah doesn't decide to, you know, or if we decide not to, to re-sign him. So. With the, yeah, with the question marks and safety, I'd also like to see David Edwards come back. I thought he was a definite positive when the extra – O-line set stuff that uh, Brady brought with him when he became the offense coordinator. Uh, plus, he gives you depth inside, knows the system. Um, I think he'd be a good guy to bring back. I don't think that he'll be expensive. I don't think he'll have a huge uh, – uh, there won't be a want list, really, for him across the league. And, um, you know, the rest, I, I just – I think Quentin Morris moves on. Um, and then, obviously, you know, everybody will finally get what they want. <laughs> There's no way in, in hell that <laughs> – Gabe Davis will be able to come back under these situations with the cap. So unless he loves Buffalo so much that he'll decide to take a really, really small deal, but we won't see Gabe back in the Bills uniform. I don't think so either. Um, And, you know, it's um, I've heard from a lot of the players and, you know, uh, players, families and whatever else um, of all the things that Gabe does that, you know, we don't see. Um, So I'm sure the team wants him back. The team is going to miss him. Um, us as fans just see what he puts out on the field. And I think we get frustrated with it, but, um, I, I did have a question for you, uh, cause I know I kind of touched on Mitch Morris. How would you feel? Cause again, if we, I'm going to look up the number again, if we cut Mitch Morris, we save $8 million on the cap on the salary cap. If we, um, yeah. If we cut him, we save eight million dollars. He's What's he counts for like number? eleven. 
he he um I think three something. So he counts for a little over eleven million dollars in the cap this year. So we'd save five million dollars if they moved on from Mitchell. No, no, they save eight million dollars. Okay, eight million dollars. Yeah. Um when How do you I feel about Bates kind of stepping in. Well, I mean, I think Bates can play center just fine. Uh, is he going to be Mitch? I I don't know. Um, obviously, he did a tremendous job leading that group up front. I thought they were one of the bright spots. One of the highlights of the season was that offensive line group. You know, they all offensive lines don't play great every game. They have games here and there that they struggle. But consistency, the amount of snaps the starters played together, um, I thought that was tremendous. And they hit a home run with, with Torrance. And they hit a home run bringing McGovern in. So um, that group I would not want to mess with. Um, and when you have a franchise quarterback that wants everything to be the way he wants it, um, it's going to be a really tough sell for Bean to get Josh to okay him letting go of the guy that snaps in the ball every game. I, Like I said, I've not seen enough of Bates that I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Um I think it would hurt the football team, but also know in, in dire circumstances, you have to do dire things. And that, I guess that's kind of the one vet guy that everybody's kind of put the target on. If they have yeah. to do something like that, it would be him. Now, granted, Sarah, the thing that's an advantage to the bills is his age. Yeah. Um, the, if well, they did cut he, him, does he, is, if they did cut him, does he retire? Can yeah. they go to him and say, well, look, he's man, only, he's only like 29, isn't he? He has mentioned about he has talked about retirement and mentioned well, because of his concussions and everything. But I think the one thing with um with Morris for me, he already he already took a pay cut a couple years ago. Um and you know gave back money to the Bills so that you know he could remain a Buffalo Bill. I hate to ask him to do it again. Um, but I think it's either gonna be one or the other. He needs to either take a pay cut or we're gonna probably cut him. Um it's just such a a, a big amount of money. So um, I did kind of want to touch on what Jay Spence was asking. If I was asking if Jordan was overpaid, I don't know if he heard the whole conversation. No, I'm not saying Jordan is overpaid. I'm saying that if we were to release him, it's $5.7 million that we would save. Um, versus I, I think the, it's only like a, a million or two in, in, uh, dead cap. So, um, the question is, is do we ask him for a pay cut, which I know is crazy to ask. But um, if not, he is probably one of those people that's a cut candidate, um, depending on everything else that the, the, they decide to do with the, the money. Um, and TJ just put great plan. Ask all your players to take pay cut. I'm not saying that, but I am saying there are four or five um, players that you can ask for a pay cut. And the reason why you can ask for a pay cut is because if you were to cut them, it doesn't cost the Buffalo Bills hardly anything. It only saves them money. If you don't think they are going to get that same amount of money when they go out into free agency once they are released, then you have you hold the cards. So if you don't think you're going to get a new contract that's going to be eight to ten million dollars, there are plenty of opportunities to say, "Hey, can you, you know, decide to rework your your contract? I'll guarantee this amount." Um, which you wouldn't be guaranteed if we released you. Um, but now I will guarantee it. Um, and we save two million. You're probably still getting paid two more million than you would on another team if we went through that. And you're guaranteeing money. Some of it is usually worked in in, in incentives and everything else. So um, it is actually a good plan to ask 
a few of the players um, for a pay cut as long as the Bills hold the cards in doing so. One of the biggest questions I think this offseason, we got a few minutes left before we get out of here, but um, one of the things that I think would be an interesting question to look at, and it has to do with the secondary, because I think it's one of the areas of need, especially at, at safety. We're going to have holes at safety. We're going to have depth issues at safety. Um, can is Bedford a, is Bedford so good at corner you don't want to move him to safety? Or is Elam so bad at corner you want to move him to safety? Or could he translate to safety? Can yeah. one of those two guys take the pressure off of you because you've already got them under contract on the roster yeah. and roll them into the safety uh, situation? Yeah, so in my opinion, and, and Trey White's been kind of thrown in there as well um, as an option. I don't see Trey playing safety. Um, but, you know, if I would have looked at Micah Hyde years ago, I probably wouldn't have seen Micah Hyde playing safety. Um, I see Benford out of all of them. I see Benford playing safety the most, but like you said, he's been kind of the most solid at corner. Would you actually do that? Um, but I think it's definitely an option and, um, it's definitely an option to look at. Now, Elam, I don't see him, especially because he has a, I feel like he has a problem covering in zone to begin with. Like, so I feel like for him to transition over to safety, like my, his coverage skills would scare me a little bit. Um, I think it's very out of the ordinary for him. It's very different from what he is used to. Um, but now maybe with a whole off season of, of doing it, um, and maybe that's something that, you know, he's been kind of working towards. They told him they want to keep him and this is what they want him to do. And maybe it's something that he's kind of been working towards um, while he's getting healthy. I don't know. Um, but I, I I see Benford there more than anyone else. Um, so that that's who I would move to there. But I'm just hoping that they they can draft a very good safety. I, I am I, you know, been looking at things I kind of, you know, think that we're going to go. I, oh, I not, I think we're going to go, I hope we go wide receiver, defensive tackle, and then safety and, the, you know, by the third round. So um, that's kind of what I'm looking at. I wouldn't even mind switching the defensive tackle and the safety, but, um, and going safety second round. But um, TJ responded, he put, these are NFL players. They have the biggest egos on the planet. That's why you work with their agents and not the the players themselves. So T, TJ's TJ made the list. He's already on probation. <laughs> no, it's all love. It's all love. But, uh, you know, hi, John. I want to say hi to John Carmen, former Buffalo Bill friend of mine. What's up, big dude? Good yeah. to see you uh, listen in. But no, I think the other thing, Sarah, one of the things that I want to touch on before we leave is there's one there was one really good positive from the season this year. There was a lot of positives. But the one thing that I think really helped the Bills moving into free agency, especially in a situation where cap management is a must, hitting on your draft is a must. I think Shakir mm -hmm. did such a wonderful job at receiver that he took some pressure off of the Bills of maybe reaching early to get a receiver that might not be there at that number one spot. Do they still have to get a receiver early? Yes. But I think Shakir think did a, he did a really a good job. You think he's going to be wide receiver too? You don't think we're just doing to him what we did to, to Gabe Davis? I all I said was, all I said. <laughs> okay, let me read. Let me say this again. 
All I said was, if the receiver is not worthy of the spot we draft in the first okay. round, it's taken pressure off the bills of reaching because Shakir has stepped up. I agree. We know I agree. Gabe Davis is moving it's on. It's a very deep wide receiver uh, draft, though. I could see seven or eight wide receivers going in the first round based on my initial looks. But, you know, we were wrong last year, too. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I could see it. I, I really thought we were going to do wide receiver last year, but I guess, you know, um, I'm not I'm not going to diss on, you know, on our first round draft pick from last year. I think that um, he's only going to get better. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I and I'm sorry I interrupted you and, and picked on your your comment. <laughs> well, no, it's been the topic of the night. I mean, we started with my my comment about the. <laughs> the Chiefs, and it's kind of rolled it downhill from there. Well, so. you know, it's okay to to agree to disagree sometimes. Well, yeah. All right. But, um, so quickly, um, I wanted to ask you, uh, Super Bowl. Do you have a prediction or? Yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs. Wow. I'm going with the Chiefs because I think the Chiefs play really good team football, and they've got the best head coach, the best quarterback, the best tight end, two Pro Bowl offensive linemen, and a unbelievable defense right now they found a way to win they found a way to run the football with that strong offensive line um and they found a way to make plays they needed to until somebody knocks them off um i'm going with the chiefs and the biggest thing is this sarah if they get a lead like that against the 49ers and i've watched the 49ers enough now that i know that it seems like they don't start very well you're not going to expect brock purdy to go throw for throw with with Mahomes. it's it's just not it's not going to happen. Um, he's not going to go out there and have a, a 38 for 40 performance. Could he? Sure. Yeah. But I don't see that happening. So, no, until somebody knocks him off, I'm going with the Chiefs. Gotcha. I just – I look at the, the 49ers and I say, no, they have arguably the best running back in the NFL. Um, they have two – all pro wide receivers. They have a all pro. Well, he's not an all pro this year, but uh tight end. Um, and then they have a very good defense. Um, that's had moments this year where they've fallen off a little bit. Um, but for the most part, they're one of the top defenses. I think my only concern is, um, does everyone show up on the same night? Um, but to me, San Francisco was the team to beat all year. So I'm still going to go with that. Um, and again, I, you know, I think Shanahan is up there with, with Reed. Obviously there's a very big historical gap of uh, who the all time greatest um, head coach is. But um, I think that Shanahan is the second best coach in the NFL right now. And um, I look, I mean, I think when you, when you, Put it down to it, though. If it is a close game, or like you said, the Chiefs go, uh, get ahead, I don't see 49ers coming back. Um, if it's a close game, they better watch out because you never count Mahomes out. Um, I wouldn't say the same thing. Even though Purdy and, and the 49ers came back last week, um, I think that was an epic choke job by, uh, by Detroit. Um, it was very sad for them. Very sad for their fans um, because I know that they probably felt like we all did for 13 seconds. Like, oh, it's finally our year. We're finally, this is finally happening. 
And, you know, halftime, you probably felt good as all heck. And then all of a sudden, um, all hell breaks loose in the second half. So um, I'm going to go with the 49ers. Um, maybe it's a little salty of me, uh, but no, I, I just think that they're, I think they're the better team. I think they are, um, overall, you know, more well-rounded and, um, I just hope that it's a clean game and the, I really hope the refs don't, don't factor into any of the outcome. That's kind of what, um, my biggest hope for the game is. So, um. But speaking of Super Bowl, uh, so anybody who is going to be out in Vegas, um, on my Twitter page, um, at Sarah underscore Larson, um, it's pinned up at the top. If you are going to be in Vegas uh, on Friday, we are doing an event with uh, Stevie Johnson um, and his, uh, you know, kind of sponsoring his um, his. I can't even think of what the word I'm looking for. Um, his event that he does with all of his kids and everything every year. Um, it's uh, H-I-B-F, um, I think it's called. Um, I'm killing myself right now because I didn't pull it. I pulled it up and then I closed it. Um, but we're sponsoring an event with him. We will be um, at the event on Friday. It's from 12 to 6. If you register, and that's why I was telling you to go to my Twitter account, um, the pinned tweet um, has the event bright. Um, if you go in there, register, it does require a donation. It's a donation of any amount of money. Um, so, you know, use your heart and decide what you want to um, donate. But every single person that is in your party has to, to has to do it. So even if you go in there and do $5, every person has to um, do their own um, event right registration so that they can have an accurate headcount. It's from 12 to 6, a lot of people are going to be there, a lot of, um, you know, former players, people speaking. Uh, Stevie obviously is going to be there. Uh, we will be doing a um, podcast from there. Um, and that is uh, brought to you guys by Picasso's and uh, Ficta, the, the people who have been with us all season. Um, but I hope, uh, you know, we see a lot of Bills fans out there. I know Bills, uh, Bills backers of Austin, I think are going to um, also be sponsors. So they're going to be there. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun uh, from my understanding, you know, like 200 people at this mansion, which is going to be really cool. So once you register, you'll get the address and all that stuff. Um, but look forward to seeing anybody who's going to be out in Vegas. If you're going to be there, uh, tweet at me, DM me, whatever. Um, a lot of events going on during the week. I, for all the people asking, I am not going to the actual Super Bowl. I'm just going out for all the events unless someone wants to uh, donate some tickets. Um you can, uh, I'll, I'll give you my email address and look forward to those tickets. <laughs> if anyone wants to send me any, um, cause, uh, it would be awesome to be able to actually go to the, the game, um, itself. I've never been, it is definitely a bucket list, um, item. Um, but in order to drop that kind of money, the bills would have to be in the Super Bowl for me to drop that kind of money. So, um, anything you want to wrap up? Oh, uh, and we're, we're kind of going into the off season. So we'll probably be doing, you know, bi-weekly, maybe once a month, uh, depending on bi what's going on. Bi bi okay, okay, bi-weekly. When I heard bi-weekly, I thought you meant like two shows a week. I was like, well. No, 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 no. <laughs> like every other week, maybe even only once a month, depending on what there is to talk about. Um, obviously, a little bit more uh, in March and April, but then by the time 
you know, summer rolls around May, June, July, uh, probably only once a month. I know y'all going to miss us, but I think last year we, uh, we struggled to find some content at times. Um, and you don't want to get burned out before the season. Cause obviously the season is uh long and we've got a lot to do. So, but exactly. anything else you want to, Nope, just props to the Bills for locking up Brady and um, Babbage. Um, Babbage. Good, j- yeah. good job by them. And um, uh, talked to somebody close to the Babbage situation, and uh, it sounded like he was. If they didn't do that, he was going to the Giants to be oh, in wow. DC and New York. Gotcha. So, they uh, obviously have you heard is he going to call plays or is that the don't know that I do not know that, but I know that he has a long time relationship with McDermott, and it sounds yeah. like that's where he wanted to stay. But I know that um, if he did not get that title promotion, at least. Uh, he was probably going to New York and uh, reunite with uh, Dable. So props to the Bills for getting that done. But again, this wraps up another episode of Line to Gain here on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. She's Sarah Christine. I'm the big O, Jerry Ostrowski. We'll be back. We'll let you know when we're going to come back. A couple weeks. weeks. Two weeks-ish. We'll be back uh, Wednesday night, 9 Eastern, 8 Central, with more Bills talk right here. Uh, As always, one love and go Bills. Go Bills.